0: Welcome to the Wags of SCI podcast, where we discuss all things life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury, hosted by Elena Pauly and
1: Brooke Paget. Our partner's spinal cord injuries are what brought us together, and our common bond as caregivers to quadriplegics is what helped us to create the advocacy group Wags of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord
0: Injury. We know firsthand the challenges this lifestyle presents, and our mission is to spread awareness and positivity from our
1: unique perspective. So join us each week as we discuss fresh topics and new ideas surrounding relationships, self care, and living your best life as a caregiver and partner to someone with a serious injury. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Wags of SCI podcast. Here we go. The episode you're about to enjoy is brought to you by Anchor Medical Supplies. This company is very special to us, as it is owned and operated by a quadriplegic. His name is Paul, and his wag of SCI Jessica. They have been married for 22 years, and they strive to provide the best service in the industry for catheters and ostomy products.
0: Anchor Medical Supplies is based in Georgia, but work with nationwide Medicare, Medicaid, and many private insurance companies, including Blue Cross and Tricare.
1: They work with your doctor's office to get prescriptions organized and they bill insurance directly.
0: They ship discreetly to your door without any hassles. They are passionate about advocating for those with disabilities. And most of their staff are individuals that have been affected by
1: paralysis themselves. Their personalized services include monthly check-ins, expert advice, and customized products. This makes them a company we can really rely on and trust. They know the SCI life and they understand how important peer support can be. If you aren't
0: sure you want to change providers, subscribe to their monthly newsletter. Jessica curates the latest SEI news, new products and advice so you can stay informed and connected. Just go to their website, AnchorMedSupplies.com and fill out the easy form.
1: Give Jessica and Paul a call today at 1-833-667-8669. Or you can visit their website at AnchorMedSupplies.com and tell them the Wags of SEI sent you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Ways of SCI podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, today,
0: we have a very special guest joining us. Hey. Hi. Hi, Rebecca. So for our audience, Rebecca predominantly focuses on catching punk parkers, hashtag punk parkers, as she calls them. Um, But she also shares useful and innovative information about access in general.
1: So you've probably seen her online. We repost her stuff a lot because it's brilliant. Um, Her Instagram (laughs) account is overflowing with parking issues concerning accessibility. And this is a huge thing in our community uh, Mm -hmm. still, Mm -hmm. believe it or not, um, where people will park in the accessible stalls. But now Rebecca is catching them. So Rebecca. I am. Yay. So why don't you tell us more about
2: who you are and how you found Wags and how we met? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have I've been with you guys since almost the inception of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Um I don't know how I found you. I think it was just maybe a, a Facebook search, probably. Oh, um cool. that's good yeah, to know. Yeah, because I'm yeah, there, there's a lot of other communities out there, but I think I was probably just searching for for somebody to connect with because prior to what you guys had going on, there wasn't a lot. So yeah, I found you and I was excited about it because, you know, as you, you're saying, it's super important to be able to connect with people who live the same lifestyle as you. And this is a very small community, a very different lifestyle. So it's helpful. But me, um, I'm a photographer and I just kind of... I don't know. The, the inception of it was, honestly, it took a while. We, My husband and I, we had lived in a third world country for three years. And while living there, I just was so grateful for what we have in the United States as far as access, because it really gives you a, an eye opener when you go somewhere else and realize that it is not that way in other countries. And when I got back, I was super grateful. And uh, honestly, I was Just looking around thinking, I'm so happy that we have all of this. But then I started to notice that there was abuse. And then this is what set it off is we were, I don't know, imagine, have you guys ever parked halfway in a regular parking spot because you couldn't find an access one and like let the ramp out? Do you guys have a ramp? Yes.
1: Yes. I, okay. I do. It does. I have a, a Toyota Sienna accessible van with the brawn package, and we do that a lot because the accessible spots are taken up a lot
2: with with non-van non-ramp vans. Exactly. So we um have a hard time finding parking. I just don't think there's enough parking spots. But so we have this one day, this is where it got kicked off. This is where I freaked out and said, I have to do something about this. I pulled that maneuver. I pulled in halfway into a regular spot because we couldn't find another one and let the ramp out. Some dude behind us got all impatient and like swerved around me and went to park in the spot adjacent to where I had the ramp out, like where my husband was coming out and almost hit him, ran over our ramp and broke our ramp. Oh my And I was God. like, yeah, it was insane. I was like, no, this this cannot happen. So that's where it got set off. So here I am all happy and grateful. And then I start 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 noticing this kind of stuff. So wherever there's something good, sometimes you see the other side of it and saw the of other course. side of it. That's where it began.
1: Of course. And so you how talk about how you met your partner. So how long have you been with your partner?
2: I've uh, been with him in 11 years. Uh, it's it's different than you guys. You guys, you went through everything with him. I didn't do that. I met him after he was already in the chair. It was probably three years after his spinal rearrangement. And uh, it was really kind of cliche. So I was a single mom at the time. I had a nine year old and a 14 year old. And I was looking for, I had just broken up with this guy and we had accumulated a lot of assets and I was like, I need money. So I was yeah. looking for a part-time job. Uh, he wrote this really, really cool um, ad on Craigslist about needing somebody like a ride or die. I just need someone to hang out with me on the weekends, drive me places. It basically sounded like I would be just hanging out with him. I'm like, I could do that. Oh okay,
1: wait, wait,
0: wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. We did not know this. This is very yeah. cool. No, okay. not at all. And both of our faces right now are like, oh my God, that is so, that's actually really cool.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, so I read this email and I was like, I could to totally hang out with this dude. Like this sounds easy, right? And yeah. this was on Craigslist? Craigslist. Oh yeah. Oh my God. What was, do you remember the time? Like, do you still have it? Oh <laughs> my, post? you guys, of course I have it. I totally saved it because uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you stuff later about, I'm, I'm doing a doc, I'm filming a documentary about right now about this, but so I saved the email. Yes, I have the email. I can totally share it with you. It's so cute. But, um, or the ad, not the email. But so I answered the ad. And I was like, hey, you know, I'd like to interview. So I went and interviewed. And that was it. Like, I would say two weeks in I was like oh my god I like this guy no
1: (laughs) so what what were a
2: few of the things that
1: initially attracted you to him like were you were you understanding of the wheelchair at first like did you have any experience with people in wheelchairs before you started to be his companion
2: zero zero experience um I did understand it because I mean (sighs) by nature, I'm just a really compassionate person. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up really hard. I, I was a caregiver to my mom, not because she was in a chair or anything like that. She was just, um, how can I say she was depressed and she used alcohol and drugs. So I was always taking care of her. So I was kind of yeah. used to taking care of people, you know? Um, but the wheelchair, it just didn't, it didn't bother me. And what attracted to me, me to him is he's amazing. He's just thoughtful and generous and caring and introspective and just all these great things and that I've never honestly met in another human let alone a man and it's funny because my sister um when I went on the interview, she looked at me, she's like, You're gonna fall in love with this guy. I'm like, No way. <laughs> I just I know, I just broke up with somebody. I do not want this. I'm not into having a relationship. I was having a really good time, um, just having fun not in a relationship. So I wasn't in that headspace, you know what I mean? let's quickly go back to the interview what was that like yeah. what like when you
0: walked in and the first time you saw him what was it like and give us some of some of the questions that, yeah. that he
2: asked you on this yeah. interview <laughs> okay so I walk in and first thing I notice is he's good looking I'm like shit oh sorry I shouldn't cuss on it's <laughs> okay all <laughs> good I'm like I look at him, I have a potty mouth, you guys, I'll try. <laughs> so we try our we best just, too, don't we, worry. <laughs> we, we just I know. It's, it's passion, <laughs> <humble>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I walk in, I see that he's good looking. And I'm like, oh man, okay. And my sister is ringing in my ear that, oh, you're going to fall in love with him. And I'm like, no, I'm not falling in love with him. So I have the interview. He's just asking normal stuff. Like, do you have experience? The is no. Do you, um, you know, can, do you think you can handle this? job and then he started giving me more information the helping him calf um transfers push it. at the time he was in a uh, manual wheelchair so pushing him in the wheelchair things like this and I'm like dude I got this and I'm little I'm like five foot 120 pounds and he's this former huge six foot football player wow. and he li- he literally laughed at me he's like there's no way you you can't do this oh. and my answer was like, "Don't doubt me, like, I got this. <laughs> and so he I left. Um, he's like, "Well, I have a couple of interviews. I left, and he called me maybe three days later and said, "All right, let's try. Aww. So, did you sense there was something between you right away, or were you just immediately. Kind of like, no, this was professional? Immediately, really? Yeah, that's so what I'm saying. I told you my sister was ringing my ear. You're going to fall in love with him. I'm like, no, I'm not. But immediately, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> here we go. Oh, my gosh. That is
0: like the coolest story ever, actually, because
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think a lot of us, like you were saying, like, I mean, from Brooke and I, our perspective, obviously we've been through this injury with our partners, but it's, I always love a good like story of like, Hey, no, this guy was already in a chair and we met and I like totally like fell in
2: love with him.
0: He led into my DMs. You
2: know? <laughs> he, he totally did. He told me after the, the fact that he went on, cause at the time it was MySpace. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, at the time there was MySpace, there was Facebook, but MySpace was more relevant. And he went on my MySpace, checked me out, and like before I had the interview, so he already knew that I was a decent-looking chick walking in, you know. Ooh, smart guy. <laughs> and i was like, oh my God, you're so creepy, but whatever, it worked. Aww. He
1: did his research. That's really cute. He did. Cute. And I'm interested. It's interesting because you had no experience with the quad or like helping with any of that. That he still would give you the time of day. I guess that's.
2: I guess he was mutually attracted as well. And trusting. Yeah. But yeah. Both of us after the fact, obviously we've discussed it and we knew like it, it was kind of an immediate connection. It was one, I know that's like a weird, Oh, you know, like, what is that? Um, The whole, I don't even know what the word is. I'm, I'm struggling. But we did see each other immediately. We did like each other immediately. And I do think that was a factor in him hiring me,
1: <laughs> to be honest. Interesting. Wow, that is super mm. romantic. So you started working for him. And how long did it take before you guys started becoming
2: romantically involved? Um. So about a month in, I knew that it was way more than just an employee thing. And I tried to quit. And I was like, hey, you know, um, it's not working out for me. I need to spend more time with my kids. Um, So I'm going to, you know, take the time, take as much time as you need, find somebody else. And he literally looked at me and he's like, no, I know what you're doing. He's like, you're not leaving. And if you don't want to accept my money anymore, I understand. We'll just spend that money on going out and having fun.
1: So he was obviously he'd already he's obviously telling you that he feels, you know, romantically for you
0: already. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Aw. So, so sorry, go back. How long, how long did that take to establish that? About a month,
2: about About a month. month. It was about a month in. And I mean, I obviously knew there were signs before and I could tell that he liked me too. And I just, I was, you know, getting paid and it really felt like we were just dating the whole time and I was uncomfortable with everything. So my thought was just, just quit, you know, Mm -hmm. and if, if, if we continue a friendship or whatever, then it was meant to happen that way.
0: So now are you still his caregiver or do you guys have somebody else coming in to do the care?
2: So I'm his caregiver from about 1030 on until seven the next morning. We have somebody come in in the morning for a couple hours just to do the morning, the bowel program, the shower thing, like mm. just for maybe two and a half hours. Um, I was doing that for a really long time, but I have, I, I have a lot of work to do. I work from home. So right. That's why we have somebody come in. But yeah, I mean, other, other than that, though, we spend every waking moment together.
0: Which is amazing. You are a very, very busy woman. And we will get into that shortly. Um, So I guess (laughs) our question here for you is, so do you get compensated for being his caregiver and his partner?
2: Yes. And that's a, that's a big deal. I'm actually wanting to tackle that as well with the whole access movement that I'm creating. Um, I do in a California, we have a program called IHSS in home health supportive services, and they do pay me, they pay me minimum wage wages, 1350. So it's, you know, as you know, I'm sure living in California is expensive. It's not enough to live, <laughs> but I do, I get paid. Um, we get a certain amount of hours they come out, they assess they decide how many hours that, uh, Damien needs, uh, to have his needs met and then they pay you the minimum wage however many hours you get.
1: Yeah, I mean, Elaine and I are we're behind the scenes that the majority of our time is tackling this issue because uh, as a girlfriend and as a wife, um, we're coming across a lot of discrimination um, mm-hmm. when it comes to that just because we're a spouse and just because we're a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So we're working really hard to figure that out. So that's good to know. And
0: uh, yeah, I just wanted to sorry, It was like a hot topic yeah. that we literally... We we wake up and we're like, oh my God, we got to talk about this. Um, this is something that we've been dealing with like 24-7. We've had yeah. our... Um, We've had our OT appointments coming in, doing a very thorough appointment to see what our partners' needs and our, uh, the hours are being assessed for. So we're like very fiery about yeah. that. And
2: it is yeah. a huge topic, yeah. huge.
0: And it's very interesting because, uh, like Brooke will, will say, we are, yes, we're the partners and the care, like the wives and the girlfriends and the caregivers, but we also know how to do the care the best. And somehow that's falling through the system.
2: I mean, I don't want to go off the topic, but I do want to say that. Um, I'm a part of the, so there with the IHSS, there's a, uh, a, union and I'm a part of the union. I, I do active I activate. I do things to, um, support them and they are working on that. It, currently right now, like if you do the, you don't get paid hours for, as you, if you're a wife, you don't get paid to do laundry, dishes, things like that. And it's in their thing, in their mind, it's because you, well you're the wife you would do it anyway. That's right. Well I do I do everything. What do you mean my husband would be doing dishes for me right. if if I you know I
0: work too. We'd be splitting it. it We'd be called, splitting it. I believe they're called yeah. wife wifely, wifely duties, duties very from the 1950s. System. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more about who you are and what it is that you are doing.
2: Okay, so as I said that whole diatribe about going out of the country, seeing how lucky you were, but then realizing there's a lot of um problems within our system still. And my husband almost getting hit. Uh, I realized at that time that it's a bigger issue. It's not just parking. It's not just access. It's general awareness in humans. This guy who almost hit my husband, he just was so unaware of what was going on and only focused on what he needed and wanted that he almost killed my husband. Mm -hmm. And it was at that time that I was like, you know what, I need to do something about this, but I don't want to be fiery about it. I don't want to be angry. I want to show people that, you know, you need to be aware of your surroundings. You need to be compassionate and loving. And if you are, then life will be better. And especially for those of us who are going through this kind of accessibility issues that we go through.
1: Well, it's so true what you say because Elaine and I talk about it all the time. This injury is not just applicable to those or with this injury and those who love them. This can happen to absolutely anyone, no matter who you are, where you're from, what your income is, doesn't matter. Spinal cord injury can affect everybody. It's one of those things. It's not hereditary. It's something that is acquired and we have to be mindful of that because it is starting to become more and more common, unfortunately, with mm-hmm. the increase in population and the increase of, you know, those, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. high exactly. octane sports and, you know, the stuff mm-hmm. that our partners like to do <laughs> before they're. Injured. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's, that's important. Yeah.
0: Spinal cording does not discriminate people. You can slip on a <laughs> banana peel and end up in a wheelchair.
2: It's true. No, no, it is. I mean, for example, my husband, he, he did nothing. He, he dove into a lake didn't hit anything he didn't break anything it was it, it was deep enough his spine was just weak in the area c4 c5 and subluxated and he has a spinal cord injury so there there's a testament to what you just said it could happen to anyone it was a total freak accident
1: wow and like you said not even an accident it just happened when he dove in without hitting anything that's crazy Yep. Yeah. Let's put this episode on a momentary pause because we want to introduce all of you to another one of our amazing sponsors, Wishart Brain and Spine Law.
0: Led by our personal mentor and lawyer, Robin Wishart, Wishart Brain and Spine Law is a uniquely specialized law firm located in Vancouver, British Columbia. They focus their practice on complex spinal cord injury and traumatic brain injury cases and work with clients all over North America as advocates and a much needed resource for the SEI community. Robin and your team
1: look at their clients differently than other firms. You are not just a case, you're a
0: person with a family, a life and a purpose. Robin and her team are always looking for ways that they can help rebuild the best life possible for their clients by finding them support they need for their recovery, such as assisting with insurance or benefits paperwork, finding resources for home adaptations, setting up medical appointments with doctors and specialists, making sure that her clients are doing okay physically and mentally. Wishart
1: Brain and Spine Law is proud to support Wags of SCI. Robin is committed to helping clients and their families any way she can because she wants you to live a life and not your claim.
0: Your first consultation is always free. So contact them at brainandspinelaw.com and make sure you mention the Wags of SCI. Yeah,
2: so I, again, I just noticed that I think it's just... Our, our busy nature, and people are just starting to forget about others. And because I'm in this life every day with spinal cord injury and wheelchairs and using accessible things, I thought, you know, what better way to try to tackle an issue that we have and also teach other humans that awareness is key?
0: Amazing. That is and so important. You're doing important. a really, really good job, especially with your initiative. Um, with don't park like a punk um,
2: <laughs> thank you I saw you guys wearing my shirt I'm so happy I, yes. I, it, thank you it is a
0: softest t-shirt by the way <laughs> i was saying to Brooke I put it on it it's like, good you know what I'm not the kind of girl that wears like logos or like designer things but this mm-hmm. kind of stuff is like I will wear this probably at least once a week supporting <laughs> the
2: cause <cost. laughs> I, I'm the same. I'm the most plain dresser ever. It's like black all the time, nothing else, you know? Yeah. So, but that's
0: 100%. me. There's, there's That's not... me all black all the time. Totally. And there's <laughs> not going to be a D and G on my belt anytime soon or 100%. 100%. Or
2: <laughs> but I'm really glad that you like it. Did you guys? I just, I was like, oh, I'm so excited to send this little package. And then I was worried that you didn't get it. I'm so glad you did.
1: Well, no, because we're in Canada. It usually takes weeks and weeks and weeks, you know, before we get our packages. And, okay. uh, the, the ladies that are an hour away from us in Washington will attest to this. They sent us something and it took 10 days to get over
0: the border an hour Jeez. away. So it's crazy oh here God. in little, oh God.
1: little Canada, north of you guys. You know what's so funny? <laughs> I
0: always kind of make this joke. I'm like, I swear it's because it goes through security at the border and they, <laughs> the security, decide whether they want to keep the item or not for themselves and I'm like maybe this is why my packages never arrive yeah
1: yeah oh my gosh really great okay so speaking of packages so Rebecca just for our uh followers who are listening Rebecca sent us a package which included a t-shirt with her logo on it um and also yeah don't park like a punk hashtag don't park like a punk um she also sent us some postcard sized little flyers and some stickers and when we got them we were looking at them we're like this is freaking brilliant Amazing. everybody that is on our private group should have this in their purse
0: in their wallets in their in love their compartment dashboard of car. yeah and so yeah. just to reiterate um rebecca's instagram handle is for the love of parking Um, So check her out, give her a follow because all of us, some of the videos are really funny, actually. Um, All of us have been there. We've all pulled up to an accessible spot to see somebody parked waiting, whether it's skip the dishes, DoorDash, or somebody waiting for their fellow employee to pick them up. Or maybe it's grandma and grandpa just sitting and waiting, which is like, you know, honest mistake, whatever. And this is a really great way to educate. We're not here to give people a bad time well depending on the situation but um this is a really great great way to educate people that accessible parking is very very crucial to keep open for those who are going to need it because there's usually only one spot in a parking lot um so please uh keep it open for those uh, that need it for ramps and wheelchairs and follow rebecca's instagram handle ads for the love of parking.
1: And we always like we talk about this with our friends and family a lot when they because they follow the Wags Instagram and they mm-hmm. always say to us like oh that for the love of parking I can't believe this is such a big issue still and it's like well you know someone in a wheelchair therefore you are more mindful of it but people who don't know somebody in the wheelchair or don't understand they're still not mindful about it and when we do posts on our private group or in the in our forum, and we talk about what are the biggest struggles that you deal with outside of his medical needs and every single time it's an overwhelming people parking in the handicapped zone without a uh,
2: permit right <laughs> i know it's crazy i know your
0: shopping carts you know like when you go to costco and people are like nah it's too far to return that shopping cart so they just ditch yeah. it in the accessible parking it's true so rude I know, what? Girl, why? Well, especially you, you're in
1: California. We've been there so many times and I, I'm always shocked at the amount of accessible spaces with the van exp- accessible sign, like like mm-hmm. a big area for the van. Like we don't have that here in Vancouver. We do, but it's not big enough for the full ramp. So it's like kind of pointless. It's just like bigger stalls. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm right. so surprised that you had an issue in California because you're from California
2: and it's still an issue. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to talk about that. Actually, what I'm finding and it comes back to the awareness thing again, I'll talk to people And I'll be like, hey, you know, did you know that there are two different types of handicapped parking spots? There's one for, you know, regular people who don't have assistive devices. And then there's one for that literally says van accessible. And they literally are they they had no idea. Right. And I'm like, well, first of all, I mean, there's a sign. It literally says van accessible only. So there's there's one strike. And then two, I think the biggest problem, and this is where I eventually want to go with it, is the DMV. They don't give you information. The DMV is the one who um, gives you the placard. And at that time, they should be giving you something, a pamphlet that explains yeah. do's and don'ts or um, better ways to act with your you know, with your new access. And they don't do that. So so, that's again, awareness. That's mm-hmm. a good
0: point. And also, it'd be really cool to have, um, you know, when you're going in to get your license or driver's license and mm-hmm. the first step to get your L is like to do the, the written test. Yeah, It'd be really cool if they had a question about it, Hey, do you know what accessible parking is for? And maybe give people that gentle reminder on please, please, please do not utilize these stalls unless you have an accessible um, you know, sticker or or card or whatever.
1: And why? That's a great idea. And and like reasons why, like, that's so important. Like people need to understand how it impacts them directly. Unfortunately, Uh Mm -hmm. we live in a society Mm -hmm. that's quite selfish. They're always thinking about themselves, you know, everyone's guilty of it. You're in your own bubble. Right. So like, how, how does this apply to you? How does this affect you? Well, these are the ways that it applies to you. You could get a ticket. You could inconvenience someone who really needs it with urgent medical needs. You could, you know, there's
0: endless things. You know what I was just thinking? Um, and I've seen this working at a restaurant many, many times, um, over the last few years when I was, when I was serving is seeing how this actually affects everybody is there's one spot that's available for, um, a wheelchair user, let's say now, there is somebody who is parked there incorrectly, let's say the the person doesn't have a card, the wheelchair user now stops, waiting to get out of the car, explain to the person parked in the stall why they can't be there. So while that person mm-hmm. is, is parked behind them, they're now joining into this long lineup of people who can't get past right mm-hmm. their vehicle. So they're driving into the lot, waiting, 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 and now you've got a whole lineup of cars because the person who's parked there shouldn't be parked there. And now they're taking the time to explain why they
2: shouldn't be parked there. So it's literally like yeah. a traffic jam. <laughs> so yeah. it affects everybody. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have gone in the feed, but I actually have uh, a video that is about that. Exactly. Um, so I try, I try to show that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create a platform where you can go in there and see how it directly affects people in chairs or whoever, people who have access issues. And so that you can like get a handle on it, get a grip on it that for people who don't have a disability, they're like, oh, wow, I didn't even yeah. think that because I, I'm trying to be compassionate. There's not really a way for you to understand what we go through if you don't go through it. And, and I'm a perfect example of that because I, I didn't have my husband go through it with me. I went through it with him afterwards. Right. So I, before I I can say I might've parked in a handicap stall, I might've done those things myself because I didn't know.
1: So, well, yeah, that's a good point. And here's the thing is like, everyone has to remember we're not just like dogging on people because you know, they're um, clueless clueless assholes that don't know where to park and just want to take them up it's like these people are doing the best they can they don't realize the impact mm-hmm. that that has They exactly. just think, oh i'm pulling over to talk on my phone or i'm waiting for somebody i'll be right i'll be right out of here quick quickly yeah. right yeah. they don't yes. understand the
0: effects yes. that it has totally it's always like hey i'm just here for a couple minutes or hey yeah. I, just, I just slid in
2: for a minute yeah and, no, i'll right.
1: move i'll move but it's that's not the point it's, they just don't really
2: get it and they don't they don't they don't realize how few spots there are for us to use in in comparison to the amount of uh disabilities there are there they don't realize how hard our life is already that everything takes 10 times longer now i have to talk to you about a parking spot now i have to park far away you know whatever the case is that it just adds to the frustration of of having a disability they don't realize any of that stuff
0: right and good call on, that's a very good point, is that everybody, this is for people that are listening, first of all, thank you for listening if you do not have issues with ability or disability or access, um, as this is a very important topic, but very good point. It takes Everything takes 10 times longer, from going to the bathroom, to putting on your clothes, to leaving your home, to yeah. finding a spot to park, to showing up to an appointment, to every single thing takes 10 times longer. Every single day. So this is not just an issue that happens once or twice. This is a regular occurrence that happens for those living with disabilities is that everything takes so long. Well, and Mm -hmm. also,
1: like, what do you see in the media? I don't know um, if you guys have seen the latest episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. This season have have either of you seen it? This season no, I haven't. No. Oh, you guys are in for a treat. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I love Larry David. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he is uh known for putting in disability stuff into his episodes. And it's all taken with humor, but the last episode um they were showcasing what happens when you have a handicapped uh, placard. And him and his friend, you know, took one of his handicapped friends placards and they put it in their car and they were cruising mm. around VIP parking. So excited. As yeah, it, yeah, my yeah. husband and I were sitting there and we were kind of like, yeah, this is funny, but it actually hits way too close to home now. And this is what people think. People think that we're driving around with these, placards on our car and we have VIP parking and that's pretty much it just because they're in a disability they don't understand back to the whole they don't understand the reasons why the media has a lot to do with it too
0: for sure and I think that also there there are different levels of disability from yeah okay so five people all have a placard one person can physically get up and walk for whatever amount mm-hmm. of time one person needs a, yeah. a ramp one person doesn't need a ramp so it's like the varying um I guess like continuum of whose disability truly truly needs that I hate to say it but it's like we show up to Costco, no you're right though right we show up to Costco yeah. sometimes and I'm trying to transfer my partner out of uh, our vehicle, build his wheelchair and get him out. And it's like, you see the people that <laughs> I'm so sorry, but this totally irks me. You see the people getting out of their cars and it's like, I'm just walking it right out with my you know, know, VIP parking. It's like,
2: really, really? I know. I know you're right. And I, I'm glad you brought this up because there's, I just, I don't know if you guys saw the, the series that I just did of the seven, um, spiritual ways to be the best handy uh, handy homie you can be yeah <laughs> okay yeah. so Amazing. one of the way one of the things is and I don't know if you if you watched this feed to one of them I was I was suggesting to people who have disabilities I'm not saying you don't because sometimes you can't see them I get right. that right. I was suggesting to them that since you are able to walk if you see a parking lot that's full and you have a regular spot that's near a handicap spot, choose to take that one and allow a person who's in a chair or severely disabled to use the handicap spot. You can make choices Mm -hmm. that are helpful to everybody. And and just parking a couple rows down isn't that big of a deal for you, but it is for others. And I, oh my gosh, I had this one follower just yell at me and and like they're like we're since we it's almost like they feel entitled I have a handicap placard I should be able to use it you shouldn't tell me not to and I'm like I'm not telling you not to I'm I'm suggesting you be courteous if you can yeah if you can
0: I mean also on that point let's get real anybody can have a handicap placard
2: thinking about like don't get me started oh my gosh you guys I worked yes I worked in the medical um I I worked before an MD for a very long time and I at the time was already with my husband so I'm watching him give out handicap placards permanent you know there's two different types there's temporary and permanent so he was giving permanent placards to people who had knee surgery and I'm right. just, honestly, I was just seething, you know, but it does that. I think that's part of the problem. I don't want to get into that too much because I think it's bigger than yeah. what we, we can tackle. So that's why I'm starting with the small things. One of the things that I want to tell you guys is my biggest thing is I want to get in, in Portland, Oregon. They have three pockets. You guys wear that?
1: No, No. tell us
2: more. So they They have temporary, they have permanent, and they have wheelchair. Ooh. Yeah, and I think we need that. So everyone needs that. Yes, everyone, because then if you are parked in a van accessible spot and you don't have that placard, then you're ticketed. I love that. I did not know that. Wow, that is so that is so important. Right. And so the whole point of this, okay, so I went to a lawyer and I'm like, how do I do this? How do I get in front of, you know, some people who make the laws? Yeah. And they're like, okay, what you need to do is you need to create a fuss. They they use that term a fuss. They're like, create a fuss, do social media, get a bunch of followers, show that there's a need for it, and then go to your local Congress. I, I, and so that's where I'm starting. That's why I started this Instagram. So I need everybody to participate so that we can get this third clocker amazing and you know what
0: for anybody listening if you would like to be a social ambassador for Rebecca for the love of parking <laughs> follow her yes. get all the content yes. needed, start taking photos again please don't do it in a harassing way where you can aggravate somebody and get beat up (laughs) That is not what we want here. Um, But this is a very great initiative, especially as an educational piece for those of us who don't know um, how important it is to keep those spots open.
1: And speaking of that, why don't we get into exactly the process of these beautiful, cute little postcards that you sent us (laughs) with the stickers. So is that your vision that everyone should have those or are those just kind of something you're doing for people in the industry that want to support you?
2: No, that's that. You're right. That's my vision. So I have a Polaroid camera. Not everybody has a Polaroid camera. So I'm thinking, how are they going to participate, you know, in a different way? So that's why I made the little postcards. If you look at them, it, it yeah. you put the little sticker on the corner and then you and you put it up on their windshield so that it doesn't ruin their car. Obviously, remember, we're being courteous and loving. Mm-hmm. So um, and then I, if you notice, I put a little paper in there that said, you know, slap up etiquette, you know, how to, how to slap with love, how to put those stickers in places with love. So we don't hurt other people's property. Um, and so what you do is you take the sticker, you put it on the corner of that little postcard. And what it does is it drives the person to the Instagram and then they read their story. So I write a little story, you know, and say, Hey man, you did this, this, and this, and, and this is why it sucks. And if you could, don't do it again. And So that's the whole process. But actually, what it says on the
1: postcard was the best thing ever. How it's like, you've been featured on For the Love of Parking. Visit.
2: This it's tag to see your story, like it's very positive. Why? No, why? <laughs> it's so positive. Why? Well, I don't want the, I don't want them to look at it and go, "I'm not going on there." You know what I mean? I want them to be like, "I want them to be curious." Oh, why? Why was I, was I, I featured? Them. You know? I love it. It's so smart,
1: especially in today's day and age when everyone's like, oh, yeah. Ooh, I was featured on Instagram. Wow, that's cool." This exactly. Is so smart. And
0: that's a really good point. <laughs> oh, thank you. To be able to educate with curiosity, right? When when we're curious as human beings, we're more. Um, obliged to go and check out why
1: yeah and yeah, i think exactly I th- yeah and i think that that you know, knowing what we know about how annoying this is to so many wags and how impassioned they are to, to support this. I know myself, there's been so many times that I've gotten out of our van and I've seen something like this literally daily where I've been like, Oh damn, I don't have a pen. I don't have a piece of paper. I want to write them a note, but I know that they'll probably just throw it away. How, you know, and you're always looking for things like that. That's why when I saw these, I was like, Oh my God, this is brilliant. Everybody in the wags
2: world needs one of these. Okay. Well, so how, how, how you get them? is okay, so you you two ladies are actually the ones that are like, no man, you you gotta watch yourself. Like this costs money to do. So the what I came up with is, well actually it was with a friend. My friend, she created the t-shirt that you guys were wearing and she she was like, hey look what I did and then then my idea sparked. I was like, okay, if I can get people to buy a t-shirt and make $7 per t-shirt, it's not a lot of money, but that $7 can go to the creation of the of the stickers It can go to the postage. Yeah. So what you do is you buy a t-shirt. I get a notice. I contact you, get your address. I send you the stickers and the whole little packet that I sent you. And then you guys start catching punk rockers and, and video it and tag me and let's just get it out there. It's so good. It's so good. So
1: anyone listening t-shirt. right yeah. now, I'm sure there's a lot of WAG exactly. listening that are just like wanting this so badly. Um, You can buy a t-shirt, donate to Rebecca, anything that you want to do to order to get those stickers. It's so important. And then you'll actually have
0: something so you can advocate at the same time as just showing what's right. That's right. And also, so tag, obviously, get the package, tag for the love of parking as well as the Wags of SEI. We will match it. We will repost every single person who has a photo of them wearing the t-shirt and doing the good work of for the love of parking.
1: Yeah. And Rebecca, I think that we are kind of itching to ask you some stories of um, when you've put these stickers and these tags on people's cars, how have they reacted if they've caught you? Do you have any fun stories to share with us? (laughs) Okay.
2: So I, this is boring because honestly, I think the way that I'm approaching it with humor, nobody gets mad. I haven't had a serious, like fight or argument or anything. They honestly, people, when I make them aware of it, they feel bad and almost embarrassed. Um, maybe the the most, the one that stands out the most to me is a UPS driver. I don't know if you guys saw this picture, but this dude was parked yes. across three, three handicapped spots. And so I took out my phone and I was like, bro, I'm going to give you one chance with so much compassion for you to explain to me why you think that this is Okay. And he literally put his head in his hand and he's like, oh, man. (laughs) And he's like, you know, I was just I'm trying to unload these things. I don't have anywhere else to park. And then I like looked around and like, there are so many other places for you to park, dude. I don't I don't I'm not feeling you right now. And he was like, I'm so sorry. And he literally moved his car or the huge truck away. So, I mean, I don't have any dramatic stories, but I do have a lot of stories which Honestly, it's giving me hope that people are still good out there that they, they feel bad. They, they do. do. They feel bad. They don't, they just don't get it. And, and they, need to, they need to they need to get it.
0: Right? Like those are still really yeah. good stories because you're still, you know, you're still getting down to that human emotional level where a lot of people will feel bad because you don't know, right? What you don't know, you just don't know. So mm-hmm. I think that shows that there are really good people out in the world who do have compassion who can a man up to it and say, "Hey, my bad." And B, they do feel bad because we're obviously all human, and we nobody likes to be caught. That's another thing too. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to be caught no. doing something that, that they feel they shouldn't be doing. But also, you know right away that that. They're never going to do that again because
2: <laughs> they're embarrassed. Uh, no, right? I, I, I would hope so. But yeah, they're embarrassed. So why would they want to feel like that? I think that's the key is you need to get them to feel. Yeah. You need to get them to feel how, and you know what helps, because I was telling you as earlier, my husband and I are always together. They see him and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, You know, that, that yeah. that's
2: painful, you
1: yeah. know. I so. also really like, because like, like I said, when I opened the postcard for the first time and saw it and how it was kind of, it wasn't using negativity to get the point across. It was using fun and it was positive to me. Like it was very, it was very fun in nature. And that's why I'm happy that you said that there, you don't really have any horror stories because you're fighting with love and humor and advocacy instead of fighting with, you know, poor word choices and arguing and anger. anger. Yeah, exactly. Like you're doing something. No wonder you get a good response because that just in itself shows that people respond to love. um, People respond to just pure trying to advocate instead of making them upset and angry. And that goes so much further
2: than being angry and yelling, you know? Mm -hmm. I agree. I I think people... To the, I think people to the core, they don't really want to do bad things. You know, I mean, I think we do want to, you know, get around laws sometimes or cut cut corners. I think that's neat and just natural. But nobody wants to feel terrible. So I've been noticing that that's, that's the core of it. They're, once you make them aware, they're like, I don't want to feel bad. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You know, and hopefully they take that to the next time and and don't do it again. It just looks good for humanity, too, because, you know, we're in a time in the world where
1: people are angry and people are hurtful to others. And it's nice to know that people are generally kind, still at heart and, and want to promote love and inclusivity for all. And They just need more awareness. So that's where For the Love right. Parking comes in. That's where Wigs of
2: SCI comes in. So, well, I, I, I want to say, did you guys see that video of the guy at Target getting thrown out of his chair?
0: no wait okay this thrown out of his chair yes i saw that one and then also let's just touch base on do you guys remember that guy who got shot for parking and
2: yes yes so yeah so the point i'm trying to make is uh when when i started doing this that that video of the guy getting thrown out of his chair just came out and i noticed a lot of people didn't want to participate because they were scared of that and so i'm trying to tell them no i mean you if you use care, if you, if you make it funny, if you, you know, just be compassionate, it doesn't go down like that. I, I literally don't look for this, you guys. It happens every day, all day long. Mm -hmm. Half of the stuff that I see, I don't document. I mean, there's, I could just, I could be clicking pictures all day. So I'm telling you, in all these interactions, I have not had one negative. It's amazing. That's
1: so good to hear. And I just love that because it just, the tone is just so much more about love than
0: hate and safety first. So for those of you who are going out and doing the duties, the great, great duties uh, for the love of parking, Know that
2: you will not be, yeah. hopefully attacked. No, not <laughs> no. no, not if not if you do it nicely. And I, that's when that video came out. I was like, you don't know what was happening. There was no audio on it. You don't know what words were exchanged. You don't know the feelings that were behind everything. So I, I just really believe that sin- since I've been doing this and and so long and so many. I haven't had a negative right. impact on me. I don't think you will either. Don't don't look at those videos and those instances as a way to avoid advocacy because you just have to approach it di- differently.
1: Amazing. That's such a good piece of advice. And Elaine and I will be out in full force with our tags, um, doing as much as we can. And we thank mm-hmm. you so much for sending that that stuff our way like we're we're definitely going to use it we're definitely going to
0: promote and we're going to post all about yeah. it yeah so stay tuned yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. we'll be doing the good work of rebecca yeah and we wags SCI and all will be out and we will be ticketing you if you are in an accessible park parking spot yes and we will be doing it with love and kindness
1: yes and Rebecca yes just to tie everything up if you had one piece of advice and one something to say to those
2: listening for a final thought what would you say I would say exactly what I've been banging in your heads this whole podcast be kind be compassionate use perspective think of others perspective think of what they may be going through and don't go straight to anger i know these are angry times i know that's how we feel we feel very um defensive but try to remember that everybody has their own stripes and things that they're going through and if you could just look at it from their perspective or at least try i promise you you'll have much more happiness Much more.
1: More success. Amazing. Well,
2: thank you so much, Rebecca.
1: Thank you for coming on our podcast and thank you for explaining everything you're doing. It's so important. Um, And if anybody else has any questions for Rebecca, you can find her on her Instagram account for the love of parking. You can also contact us. Rebecca is a social ambassador for Wags of SCI, spreading the love and positivity that way as well. So feel Mm -hmm. free to email us anytime. Um, She's also in the private group. So if ever you have any questions, um, log on to our group and post and Rebecca will help you out with that.
2: For sure. I'd love to hear from you guys. And, and hashtag uh, don't park like a punk. Don't park like a punk.
0: Don't exactly. park like a punk, people. Cheers. Mm-hmm. The advocacy and outreach group Legs of SCI is currently a volunteer-based operation.
1: We raise funds year-round to pay for date nights for our couples, essential medical supplies that our members may not be able to afford, mental health support for our WAGs, including counseling, and our amazing
0: meetups led by our volunteer ambassadors around the globe. If you feel called to support our mission, please visit our website, WAGsofSCI.com or donate directly to the WAGs of SCI GoFundMe page.
1: We thank you for your support to help make this group possible and make a difference in the lives of SCI couples worldwide.